Hello and welcome to the Feminist Critique. My name is Ajlene. And I'm Gracie. And this is a podcast where the two of us, we put a movie to both feminist and inclusive tests, and then we ask the most important question of them all. Is the movie good? No. <laughs> okay. That's... To that be fair, fast. this is bad movie month. So. And, and and there we go. That that's the end of the podcast. Welcome to Five's thirty second podcast, where we tell oh, you if the movie is good or nah. Um. So today we're doing Fifty Shades Breed. We're finally ending this wonderful uh, trip down E. L. James's highway. Oh my god! Ew. It's, <laughs> I, I don't want to like go down that. that. Actually, shut up. Um, <laughs> so this is the last movie in the Fifty Shades trilogy. First of all, I want to thank everyone for deciding not to make it a two-parter like they did the last Harry Potter book and the last Twilight novel. Much appreciation. Thank you I, so I much. I don't think they would You're have enough. You're the heroes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they would have an, an, enough material. Like, they barely had enough material for I don't know this how this one. movie lasted two hours. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, it was, uh, of course, we're doing Fifty Shades Free. It was directed by James Foley, written by Neil Leonard, uh, based on the novel by E.L. James. Stars the wonderful Dakota Johnson, Jamie Dornan, Eric Johnson, um... Uh, Eloise Mumford, Rita Ora, Luke Grimes, Jennifer L. is in this movie for two seconds, Marsha Gay Harden, and that's uh, pretty much it. So, yeah, uh, budget was, gotta scroll down a second, budget was $55 million. box office was about $371.9 million. Mm-hmm. so it made made big money. Now my favorite part. The Rotten Tomatoes score. Rotten Tomatoes has this at 12% critical and 37% audience. Yikes. Oh, man. People People hated this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, For good reason. So I guess we should talk about it. Uh, Just a precursor. If you haven't noticed the timestamp, I'm almost guaranteeing this is going to barely reach 45 minutes if it even reaches it at all. Because the thing about this movie is nothing happens. <laughs> oh my god, I know. Nothing plot-wise happens until the last 20 minutes. And barely that at all. Like barely. It was just... It wasn't good, like, at all. Um, it's a collection okay. of scenes laced together. <laughs> yeah, so we start off that... Uh, it is Christian and Anastasia's wedding, right? And uh-huh. they, it, it shows like scenes of that, them getting married. She's wearing a beautiful dress. They've only known each other for two months, so it's true love, right? So it's the two of them newly wedded, and they end up. Hello. Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, uh, I heard like a, like yeah. a calling sound, and I was like, "What? You did, uh, but it wasn't from me." <laughs> who was it from? Um, people in my household who don't respect the fact that I'm recording. <laughs> cool. Okay. Awesome. So, um, they are they go on a honeymoon together, and they start off in Paris, 
uh, as you do, city of love, romance. And it actually is kind of like those shots of them enjoying themselves in Paris was actually kind of cute. It was adorable. If it wasn't, if it wasn't Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Um, right. <laughs> so, yeah, they're enjoying themselves, you know, eating croissants or whatever you do in Paris. I'm getting there, caught whatever. in the rain and having pina coladas. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and then I did they, it in reverse on purpose to see And then they end it. up going to the south of France. Of course. For the second part of their honeymoon, right? Because when you have money. <laughs> Yeah, when you have money, you go to the south of France because there's, like, beautiful beaches and stuff, right? So then they are forced to cut their honeymoon short because there has been a break-in in his corporate headquarters. With a bomb going off and destroying some of the servers, but not before some of the files go missing. Also, I should, um, we should preface this by saying there was a sex scene before this happened where he was punishing, quote-unquote, quote unquote her punishing her yeah because she went topless at a topless beach oh yeah that's the other thing he gets so mad about her wanting to go topless at a topless beach and he's like yeah but other men will look at you and she's like do you know do you see how many titties land yeah like do you do you see how many titties are on this beach there are so many titties like (laughs) i i bet you you've been looking at some titties like let me let me free the boob (laughs) She Just was like, she was on that free the nipple campaign for Instagram. Free 100%. the titties, <laughs> Christian. Free the titties. Stop it. <laughs> what? Stop it. <laughs> okay. Free the titties. <laughs> free the titties. Oh, Jesus Christ! Stop. Uh, so yeah, like, and then he of course punishes her. Um, and he's like, what am I going to do with you when you, do, uh, like, why, how many, you know, like, something about disobeying her. And she's like, get used to it. And I was like, ha ha, strong, independent woman right there telling her <laughs> husband to Feminism. Ha, feminism. She's, she's finally woke. standing up for herself. Oh, Jesus. Um. So, yeah, they, they do the dirty and then it doesn't matter. It's so freaking boring. Like, y'all... If a movie is going to have these kind of kink elements to it, it do- it shouldn't be boring, right? Like, it, I was it should bored. be fun. I was bored. Like, when I tell you that I realized, like, we still had half an hour left, I was like, oh, my God, because nothing happens. Like, they end up going back to Seattle or Portland or whatever after the break-in at the server. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she starts her new job because... All of a sudden, she's now, uh, what? Yeah, she's, like, a published, like, she gets a new job, right? Yeah. Or she gets a promotion, and, like, one of her coworkers, like, wow, you got a promotion and you weren't even here. Gee, I wonder how this 25-year-old got this promotion, even though I've been slugging it here for the last 15 years. And it's, like, fair, like obviously and, and she's like you know I worked hard and Anna has the audacity to be like I worked hard to get my position and it's like yeah you sure did oh yeah like listen y'all there ain't no damn way a girl can get right out of college with an English degree get a job in publishing and then work her way up to top fiction editor in like three months yeah 
it's no. impossible. No, like if this was a real life situation and like she didn't just marry the owner. She would be Hannah's owner, job. Yeah, not even that. She would be doing. She would be still fetching coffee She'd as an unpaid intern. <laughs> She'd be in the mill room. Exactly. Mill like room. that's the thing. Like you have to work a really long time. She'd still have an unpaid internship. Like it's true. Okay, that's a, that's that the is most the truth unrealistic thing about this movie is she's able to get a job right out of college that pays well. Yeah. Which, and of course, and of course, her like Christian's like, yeah, well, you don't even have to really work, and she's like, but I need to work. I'm gonna get bored. I don't want to be barefoot and pregnant at home. And it's like, yeah, but like, honey, are you like we know we know how you got this job, like. Don't, don't try to like I'm a strong independent woman I got it by myself never mind the fact that my husband bought the entire company and then he fired the guy that was over me and I just happened to you know because make he sexually assaulted me but yeah sure I did it on my own without your help okay yeah, yeah. no and like that coworker in my opinion had every right to be pissed yeah <laughs> like, um, and that's I the would other be. Uh, yeah, so it turns out that the person who, like, did the security stolen stuff was Jack Hyde, who's the former boss that had fired, like, got fired for sexual assault because everybody's trying to sexually assault Anna because, you know. Also, okay, because uh, her name's, do they call her Anna or? It's um, Anna. It's Anna? Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's because we just watched 365 days. And they're like, Anna, Olga. Yeah, and they're like, Laura. 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 So I'm like, Anna. Anastasia. You've got the the, um, North European accent going now. (laughs) Yeah. um, So she is also introduced to her new personal secretary team. uh, Or not secretary, sorry, her security team. Because, you know... She's now married to a rich guy, so that she's got to be protected. Right. right and course. she's mad about it. She's like, I don't need security. I just want a normal life. And it's like, yeah, but you married a billionaire. Yeah. Um. Also, Sawyer was really hot. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I told Ashleen while we were watching this, I was like, he's completely useless to the plot, but he is nice to look at. He is the sexy lamp. <laughs> when we say sexy lamp... This is what we mean. It's a hot person who literally has no other thing than to stand there and look pretty. Like, and he does. He has zero, very useless to the plot. He's not helpful at all, ever. No. Um. Um. So then. Sorry, there's a part where my dog. She's in here. So Christian, uh, then like calls her up and is like hey, we're going to go on a surprise. And she's like, I don't really like your surprises, but like, okay. And it turns out he bought her a new house and he has hired a very attractive architect named Gia to rebuild it. And of course, she's annoyed because Gia is openly flirting with Christian in her presence. And then she threatens to fire Gia like a boss. And then there's a part where she's like, It was so funny. It was, it was so funny. funny. She's like, like, keep your hands off my husband or you can pack up your shit in your shit colored car. <laughs> and I mean, that's true. It was a shit colored car. It was. 
So. It was. And then she's like, right, um, Mrs. Steele or Mrs. <laughs> Gray, Mrs. Gray. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I loved the house, though. Like, it had a Tudor style to it. I was like, this is the house that if I could afford, I'd probably want. I think I think the point uh, that house was actually <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that was Sarah McLaughlin's house. <laughs> nice. In the arms of an angel. Na, na, na. Did you ever watch that SPCA commercial? I always turned it off. <laughs> and with that song, and I was just like, this commercial, no. Anyways, yeah, no, that's apparently, uh, that was apparently her house, I think. Mm. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they leave that, and then she's like, oh, I get to drive, because obviously I handled myself like a real woman. So he lets her drive the Audi or Aston Martin or whatever the fuck kind of car it is. It's really fast, and it corners like it's on rails. Um, <laughs> so... She, uh, Jersey, stop it. Jersey. Hey. Sorry, you guys. It's my dog. <laughs> Jersey. Hey. Stop it. You're not com- You're not getting out of my room. You were obviously put in here for a reason. Um, anyway. So, Jersey. I'm so this pissed. This dog. Yeah, I know, right? Like, what a... It wouldn't be the podcast without a stupid animal involved somehow. She, she, heard the ASP, she, she heard the ASPCA commercial comment and she was like, don't send me there. It, can you see her in the video? No. Uh, she's oh. at my door. Come here. Oh. Here she is. I gave her a shave. Um, so she looks terrible. <laughs> Let's see. There's my baby. Let's she's see her. Upset. I'm, I'm showing her. Oh, look at that little babies. Oh, you're She's so very upset, though, because. <laughs> <laughs> look, she is not happy. She's not. Get on the bed and lay down. Don't whine at me. <laughs> <laughs> she's very upset with me, and now she's going to pitch a fit. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's like, how dare you lock me in here? Which I didn't do it, but yeah, she'll be all That's- right. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so where were we with this movie? Don't uh, worry, I'll take this out of the podcast part please, because please do. It's fun for the stream, not good for the pod. No, like I honestly love it. Um, but yeah, no, it doesn't work for the uh, audio. The audio. <laughs> yeah. Puppy break. Do okay. You hear her? So. Yeah. She's throwing a fit. Puppies, stop that. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, anyway, they're driving this really nice, expensive car. And what ends up happening is they lose uh, Taylor and Sawyer. Mm-hmm. And this blue SUV starts to trail them. But they manage to lose them after weaving through Vancouver traffic. <laughs> Ageline was very quick to say... That's Vancouver. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. I was watching this and I'm like, that is not Seattle. That's Vancouver. Okay. This whole movie was filmed in not all of it, obviously, because um, like the parts in Paris and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But the other parts were definitely filmed in Vancouver. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't remember know 
what happens after this. I think this is the part where he goes to New York for a business meeting and she stays behind and then Kate invites her out for drinks after work. Yeah. And so she goes out for some drinks. It's all fine and dandy. And then, like, <laughs> she gets a little tipsy. And then Sawyer, uh, while they're on the way back after, you know, she's had a good night with Kate, right? So they're headed back to the apartment. Oh, and, and that's the other thing, too, is Kate is worried that Elliot may be having an affair with Gia, the architect from before, mm-hmm. because Gia is pretty, so obviously she's a slut. Right. Like, because you can't have a movie where women don't pit themselves against one another one way or the other. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Um. So, yeah, they, they're they they're making their way back, and she looks at Sawyer, and she's like, can you just, like, ixnay on the telling my husband that I, I went out drinking? And he's like, your husband already knows. And I was just like, snitch. You snitch. <laughs> yeah, like, why? You would snitch? Like, you god i know i felt the same way i was like uh, this guy like really i was rooting for you because you were hot now i don't care yeah (laughs) don't snitch like i know he's paying your wages but you don't have to snitch yeah can't you say that this is an unhealthy relationship give a girl a break yeah so Anyway, she's noticed that Christian's called her like six or nine times and she's trying to call him back, but it doesn't work. She comes into the house and Sawyer's doing something in another room and she's kicking off her heels. And then all of a sudden, Jack Hyde is there with a knife to her throat and then he gets arrested. And yeah, he tries to like kidnap her and her security team is able to like subdue him. And he's how arrested. did he get in? One of many questions we don't get answered. Well, because he's like, isn't it, didn't it show that, like, he's, you know, because he stole the computer files, so he's, like, technical or whatever? I guess. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, anyway. (laughs) Anyway, he he gets arrested and put in jail and stuff, and then, like, the next day, uh, Christian comes home, and he's very much pissed. And she doesn't really get a chance to talk to him all day because she's got to get ready for work or whatever. And he's just like, I have to go to work. And he's real moody and shit. So she comes home that night and things seem to be better. He greets her in his typical pair of jeans for when they go to the playroom, brings out the blindfold and then takes her upstairs and then proceeds to sexually frustrate her as punishment and then she gets very very upset and says that that's not love that's abuse yeah which is the least abusive thing this man has done in the three movies (laughs) yeah but anyways so she straight up she says red like red 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 he like undoes her or whatever and she's she like berates him and she's like you're over controlling and possessive and I need more freedom like give me a break here and then he then surprises her with a trip to Aspen sure but actually they probably went to Whistler let's be honest (laughs) um but yeah sure they go to Aspen cool beans um (laughs) 
So they get there. It's a beautiful thing. You can definitely tell, by the way, that they had a budget for this movie because the first two had been so successful. Like, the budget was put into this movie hard. They're like, we're going to go out with a damn bang. We're going to get the big ass house. We're going to get the nice cars, the beautiful outfits. Um... So they all go up to Thing and they go hiking and Elliot talks about the tragic backstory that Christian has and Christian, of course, sings at the piano, which he never does because he's never happy. He's a broody boy. Yeah, but he's happy with Anna and that's when like uh, Mia. Yeah, Mia's like, oh my God, he never sings. Crazy. Oh, man. That's a thing. I, I feel like Rio. Uh, Rita Ora in this movie like not I felt good. so bad for her character no it's not that she wasn't bad like she wasn't bad it's the, the it's, problem is like they don't do anything with her character like at all they throw her away until the last 20 minutes when they need her for plot device yeah but like other than that like her character I mean she was in it for a second with uh, the first movie and then she's barely in the second movie and then mm-hmm. like we're supposed to have like there's like, supposed to be like character. a sisterly bond between her and Anna except that and it's not there it's not there like we we barely see these characters like we don't really see Kate all that much either in these movies right mm-hmm. like it's always Anna and Christian Christian and like you don't really have any connection to these other characters besides like the first two but then also you don't have a connection with the first two either so like that's why this movie is garbage because like i did not give a fuck about anybody in this movie it's true um so they have a nice night in aspen or whatever there's a really weird scene involving ice cream yeah there's chest hair um (laughs) ma'am like there was chest hair like when she licks it off cream. of his chest, I was like, mm, that's going to get all over your tongue. That is not sanitary. No. Um, <laughs> so then they all go out to a club in Aspen, and that's when Elliot proposes to Kate, who accepts it. And then it's revealed that Gia was actually helping Elliot choose a ring. Cool. I guess. Yeah. And then they get ready to get married and blah, 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 and... All's well that ends well. Um, nobody cares. Uh, yeah. They make it back to Portland or whatever, and then Jack Hyde makes bail. There's no real scenes that are popping out at me that are memorable. Well, in that's this the thing. Segment. Like they continue. Like there's more sex or whatever, and then oh, it gets complicated I know, because I know what happens. She finds out she's pregnant. Pregnant. Yeah. After they talked about it at the beginning of the movie, and he's like, yeah, kids someday, but I'm not ready for him now. Yeah, that was during the cooking scene, right? But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, so she tell- she's like, yeah, so um, I'm pregnant. And he's like, you didn't take your shot. You haven't been doing the proper things. And it's he's, all like, your really mad. Whore. Yeah, he's, like, really <laughs> mad. And it's like, yeah, but, like, you're the one who had sex with her. Like, it was just you. Okay. Yeah, so obviously. Then- he he had apparently he had other plans for their early years together. He didn't want to have children right away. So he leaves. He goes on a drunken bender. And then after he returns, 
it's discovered that Christian texted and met with his ex-lover and former BDSM uh, dominant uh, Mrs. Robertson. Elena, yeah. Elena. Um, there's also the scene where he's drunk and she's trying to help him undress. And he's like, oh man, a baby means no sex. I wanted you all to myself and now I'm not going to get the chance to have you all to myself. Like, he's acting like such a fucking baby. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, he's acting like- worse than a baby. Like, a baby acts better than he's acting. Yeah, and he's like saying like, oh, I'm not going to... Uh, I don't want to share you. And it's like, ew. Gross. Ew. Like, that is what? not cool, dude. And that's the other thing, too. It's so like, so uh, Anna is really mad that he went to the person who basically, who groomed him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that's what Elena did. She groomed him and sexually, uh, like, s- assaulted him as a child, like, statutory raped him. Yeah. Yeah, like, like as a teenager, there's no other way to describe that. And then he went back to her, which, dude, get some therapy here. Get some therapy. You know, Ashley and I well, were watching 365 D and I and talk to somebody <laughs> like literally some therapy, literally you toxic fiends. Get some goddamn therapy. <laughs> yes, I know that like work through your issues. Tox- <laughs> yeah, most dudes that have toxic issues, but like. Seriously, go to therapy and get your shit checked. I just, it was bad. So Mm -hmm. she decides to sleep in the red room and then she's fucking pissed the next day, right? And they kind of have an argument the next day and then- Well, that's the thing. She was in the red room and she had it locked and he Mm -hmm. didn't know where she was. So she comes out later and has like a blanket around her and he's like- He's like, where the fuck have you been? And she's like, yeah, away. And yeah, she's like you. going to get ready for, yeah, like for she work. doesn't want to deal with it. And she's just going and like getting ready for work, right? And he's like, oh, well, uh, but, you know, like, why are you mad? And she's like, listen, if like, if you want to go back to like the woman who was like, sexually assaulting you as a teenager go for it bitch go for it but like i'm gonna rate like this baby i choose this baby every single time because that's what a good parent does am i happy about it no not really but i'm gonna deal with it and i'm gonna deal with it with or without you and he's like are you leaving me and she's like i have to go to work So it sets up this comedy of errors type situation where she's at work and she gets this phone call from Mia, except it's not Mia. It's Jack Hyde. Jack has Mia's phone because he's kidnapped her because Mia likes to give her guards the slip. And then he tells her that she's got two hours to come up with five million dollars. So she goes to the bank to get the five million and then she gets Christian on the phone And Christian's like, oh, you're leaving me? Anastasia, don't you want to talk about it? And she doesn't say anything because Jack's told her, no, don't say anything, right? Um, So she gets the $5 million. And then this lady picks her up and it's her co-worker. Shocker. Yeah. Her co-worker's been blackmailed and is a co-conspirator in this whole thing. Yeah, because um, Jack uh, has sex with his interns or, like, the people, his secretaries, and then, and then black he videotapes them. it and, vi- and blackmails them. So he's blackmailing Liz. What a great guy. 
Yep. Yuck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like Liz uh takes Anna's phone. Thing is, it's not Anna's phone, it's the banker's phone. Her phone is still on and in the money case, so Christian can track it because he knows that something is wrong. And then they get there and because Mia's missing, right? And they don't know they don't know where Mia is. So yeah. she gets there, she gives Jack the money, Jack starts to beat the ever-loving shit out of her, and then the cops show up after she hits him in the knee with the gun. Yeah. And then she apparently has a concussion, I guess, because she like has to be hospitalized. But her and the baby are fine. There's there's nothing to worry about. She and Christian make up. Jack gets his comeuppance. And then she's like, yeah, let's have a kinky sex in the red room. And that's how the movie ends. And then there's a flash forward where they have a son and she's pregnant with a daughter. Well, they do. Don't they like go to um, Christian's mother's grave and they lay flowers on her grave? Yeah. Yeah, because that's the other thing is like Jack apparently was in foster care. And Christian got picked instead of him. him, And that's why he's mad is because he's not rich like Christian was. It was so dumb. Anyways, and then it shows, like, eight months later, they have a son uh, named Teddy, and, like, and then a year later, she's pregnant with her second child, and they're happy, I guess, uh, in their big Tudor house. (sighs) And that's the end of the movie. That's That's it. That's all you get. We did this in half an hour. (laughs) Did we really? Yeah. Oh, my God. We're under a half hour. That's dumb it's it's bad y'all it's so bad like like there was no substance to this movie it was just a collection of scenes that were domestic bliss there was no real drama there was no real plot driving things forward i feel like it could have been better somehow but yeah. like it wasn't necessary except to tie up the Jack thing. But you could have done that in the second movie if you hadn't have spent so much time. Yeah, I'm tired. Sorry. If you hadn't have spent so much time on the weird like ex sub thing that ended in nothing with him, yeah. like you know, controlling her or some dumb shit like that. Um. Well, that's the thing. Like. And and the whole thing with, like, Mrs. Robertson, who didn't even show up, like, she wasn't in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. most of the, like, characters outside of them, like, were in here in, like, such a small capacity mm-hmm. that, like, I couldn't give a fuck about their characters. Yeah. Like, um, apparently, Kim ba- Basinger, who plays uh, Elena, was supposed to be in the movie, but they cut all of her scenes. That's unfortunate. It's also yeah, the she, only. She was even in the trailer, which is crazy. It's also the only film in the franchise that didn't get nominated for a Razzie, which is funny because it's the worst of the three. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> like, let's let's be real here, right? We've watched all three of them. I think the first one is funny because it's tongue in cheek. Like, it's not taking itself too seriously. There's. It's also directed by a woman who had a little bit more creative license. Even though E.L. James gave her help for it. Whereas the last two films, E.L. James had more, like, control over the project. Yeah. I honestly think that's the reason the second two movies suck. 
because the because first e. one is at least it. hilarious in that it's tongue in cheek enough to make fun of itself. Yeah. So there's that. Um, <laughs> Ew, what the fuck? Oh. Apparently, in the book, Kate had her brother. I was reading e. that. Huh? I was reading that one and I was like, uh. Yeah, Kate has a brother named Ethan who ends up dating Mia. What kind of weird, like, ew. Like, what kind of weird incesty thing is that? Like, two two siblings dating two siblings? Oh, I shouldn't so talk. Weird. That's that was Well, that, to be weird. fair, to be fair, that's exactly what happens in the Twilight stuff, right? Like, mm. they're all kind of siblings, all kind of not. They're not really oh, siblings. yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Um, it's also the shortest movie in the run times with 105 minutes. The other two were 118 and 129. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it didn't even have to be an hour and five minutes. Oh, my God. This whole movie could have, like, honestly. It's a 30-minute wrap-up, honestly. Yeah. Like, it was, there's nothing that happens other than, like, yeah, they went to France or whatever, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, there, there was a lot of, like... Even the parts, like, even the sex scenes, like, weren't interesting at all. Like, they weren't great to watch. Like, this movie was boring. Yeah. I also think that it didn't help that we'd watched 365 days before this yeah, one. Yeah, And at, even though 365 days portrays a definitely more toxic relationship than Anna and Christian, it was at least more entertaining at least I was going, what the fuck? Here, I'm not doing anything. I'm just watching it going, oh, we're hitting that beat. Yep. Hitting that beat. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then it's over. Like, <laughs> uh, ugh. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I'm yeah, trying to find that's... an IMDb. Thanks, IMDb. Uh, but I can't find one. I don't know. Like, I mean, even the trivia is not that great. It's kind well, of boring. Okay, so the scenes were filmed in uh, Nice, France, at the same time of the Nice Taylor terror attacks. So that, that sucks. Sucks. Oh, I found it. I found it. I have found the IMDb okay. trivia. Oh, Thanks, oh, oh. IMDb. Thanks, IMDb. This is the third and final chapter of the Fifty Shades trilogy. Thanks, IMDb. Thanks, IMDb. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're only clocking in at about 35 minutes on this podcast, but I have nothing else to say except no, to go through the test. No, there's nothing to say. Like, yeah, just go through the <laughs> tests and let's be done. This is probably going to be, other than Ghost in the Shell, this will probably be our shortest episode in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to struggle to stretch this. Um, no. The way they struggle to stretch this movie into an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, Bechdel test. Do you have two women talking about something other than a guy? I think it happens once. Okay. I think. I'm going to give it a pass because I think Do, it does. When they talk. When the they're restaurant? talking. Yeah. I think that's when it happens because it wasn't technically all about Christian. It was about her job and stuff mm. at first. So, I'm going to give it a pass. Um, racial Bechdel test. There are no people of color in this movie except for Jose, who doesn't even have a speaking line this time. <laughs> if That's he does, I don't even remember it. Like, it's one line if it's anything. So, 
Nope. Doesn't pass that. Makomori test. You have a woman whose storyline isn't about pushing a male narrative forward. Anna's entire storyline is about pushing Christian in a direction to find himself or something. Like, she has no real personal motivation in this movie. Um, so it does not pass. Then we have the Duvernay test. Again, no people of color. Um, so it doesn't pass that one. Then we have the sexy lamp test. Can you replace a woman with a sexy lamp from a Christmas story and, and not take away from the plot? Honestly, Mia <laughs> could literally be the sexy lamp. Like Jack so could, could call J- Jack could call her on the phone and say, like, I want five million dollars for this sexy lamp from a Christmas story. Like that's how much Mia matters to the plot. <laughs> It's the same with Gia, though, too. Yeah. Like, She's there she, for one minute to pit, be pitted against Mrs. Gray. Yeah, and then there's the part where, like, oh, Elliot might be having an affair with her, but really, he they were choosing a ring together. Like, so I, dumb. So dumb. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't pass that. And then... Kate the, could actually be a sexy lamp, too. Like, It's true. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the Vito Russo test. Are there LGBT representation in this movie? Do they matter to the plot? Are they more than just a stereotype? There's none of that here, so it doesn't pass. So we've got... It's very hetero. Very, very heteronormative. Um, so, yeah, one out of six. Um, personally, I'm very glad that this movie series is over. Yeah. I'm... Not happy because if they make 365 day uh, sequels, we're going to have to watch those because we've already released our previous episode on 365 days. Oh, you know what's so funny? <laughs> it's what? like you were finally like this year, like, yes, this is the year we get rid of a Christmas prince. We get rid of Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, I'm free. I'm free. All I've got is Twilight. I'm and then 50 it's like, Shades Freed. Uh, yeah. I hate myself. 50 Shades Freed. I hate myself then, for that. And then, <laughs> and then 365 just comes out of fucking nowhere. And it's yeah, like, it was like, I, hold my beer. Hold my beer. Huh, hold my cock <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um... But yeah, my handcuffs. Uh, the next movie we're going to be doing, why not continue the tradition, is Twilight New Moon. That's going to yep. be next week's episode. So, and then um, we're going to do Coyote Ugly. Still debating on if we're going to do Velocipaster or not as a bonus episode. I'm trying to convince Ajlin really hard. Maybe I'll convince her because it's it's so bad. Maybe. It's like The Room. It's either that or a Neil, a Neil Breen movie. Because Faithful Findings has been on my radar now for a year. And it's just I like... I straight up, I think the movie we should do one year, and I know that Grace is going to be like, fuck no. Nope. Is movie 43. I... I <laughs> Because I've watched that movie and it is straight up trash. I get the feeling if we don't do Velocipaster this year, next year we're going to do a Neil Brain movie. We're going to do Velocipaster and we're going to do movie 43. When we say bad movie month next year, we mean bottom of the barrel terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Troll (laughs) 2. Like this year, you know, it's not really that bad. The movies aren't super terrible. They're somewhat entertaining. Like I've, I love Coyote Ugly. I understand it is a bad movie. I don't care. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I like New Moon, too. Like, I like the Twilight series. Sue me, you know? Like, but, God, next year I'm just looking at, like, we're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to bad movies That's the thing, year. though, Gracie. We're also going to have to continue the tradition that is the Twilight series for the next five years. Yeah, exactly. So, see, we already have next year's bad movie month all mapped out. Yeah, so. we got to start working on next year's movies, honestly. We haven't yet. Yeah, we've got this year pretty much planned up until like January. So we uh, we've we've got some plans for you guys. Um, we'll, we'll three six five just kind of just plopped into our lap a couple weeks ago. That's why we did it. And Gracie uh, was like, "Yes, yeah, this we is have what to. we're doing." And it, and of course, I was like, "Yeah, no, we're not doing that." And then I I got wind that some of my friends were talking about it. And they're like, "Yeah, you got to check out this movie." And I'm like. <laughs> interesting and i'm mm-hmm. like gracie do you want to watch this and then she's like yes yes it looks terrible so yeah we did um yeah so we hope uh you guys have a fantastic time we are live streaming at least once a week on twitch by this point uh so twitch.tv slash feminist critique pod or feminist critique pod.com either way works um mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Twitter at South of Grace, and you can email us at thefeministcriticpodcast at gmail.com if you have any suggestions. Also, hopefully by this point, because we are live streaming, there will be episodes of these podcasts going up simultaneously with the, uh, the episode, so you can check out the visuals instead of just the audio, if that's your thing. That's if I get a webcam, because... I don't have one yet. <laughs> well, I mean, this is several weeks in the future that we're recording it, so that's true. That's true. <laughs> so okay. there's time. Um, there's time. Yeah. So you you said all of your I did stats, including okay. the email. And mine is uh, Ashleen's A I S L E N E S, and then that's on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I don't know, I do like traffic reports and stuff. And then I like bitch about things that I'm mad about sometimes. Oh, and then I also have some drag stuff. Aurora Borealis. Yep, that's it. Oh, okay. and uh, check us out on Twitter at Feminist Pod. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> feminist Pod. All that's right. us feminists. Men are scum. Okay, <laughs> peace out. Bye. See you next week. All men are trash. Some are recyclable.